0: May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning, St. Bartholomew's Church. You know, when Reverend Serena asked me to fill in for her, I neglected to check the lectionary. Just what Sundays would I be here? And as you can see, today is Trinity Sunday on the church calendar. See here's the problem, as so many generations of preachers have grumbled, it's the only Sunday in the year to celebrate a church teaching the doctrine of the Trinity. So right up front here, I'm going to let you in on a dirty little secret, clergy hazing. Most of us were made to preach Trinity Sunday by our mentors or our rectors when we were young. And so in turn, when we reach the position of responsibility, we ask our assistants or really any eager person, if we have them, to preach Trinity Sunday. This sort of thing, this trying to analyze and preach the nature of God, the three in one, and one in three, it's not a thing to be grasped as St. Paul says in his letter to the Philippians. Jesus knew this. When he was explaining his impending departure to his disciples, he tells them he will send them God's Spirit to help them, guide them. He says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Jesus' friends have more to learn. Even though they've spent three years with Jesus, they do not have anything like all the answers. And if Peter and James and John and the others don't have all the answers, we don't necessarily have to either. Jesus declared to his friends, declares to us now that he still has things to say to us. The catechism in the back of the prayer book, the outline of the faith, teaches us about the person's of the Trinity. There are whole sections on God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. More useful than the words about them is that it tells us that we will know them when we experience them. That we will recognize the presence of the Holy Spirit when we confess Jesus Christ as Lord and are brought into love and harmony with God, with ourselves, with our neighbors, and with creation. When I'm brought into love and harmony with God, with myself, with my fellow human beings or neighbors, brought into love and harmony with all of creation, the Trinity, you see, is a relationship thing. We're made for it, for love and harmony. The act of creation was an act of the Trinity. And God absolutely delighted in it, right? It is very good. There is, always has been, always will be so much love contained within the three persons of the Trinity that God simply could not contain that love within themselves. The love and harmony between the Father, the Word, and the Spirit spilled over, runneth over, and began making all kinds of beautiful things, a blue planet with green lands and graceful creatures and flowers and thinking, deciding, praying people. Let us make humankind in our image, we hear God say in Genesis, us, our. There always has been more in God than the singular. Love and harmony said, it is good. Love and harmony, a community activity like a couple or a family or a church that expresses God's loving kindness and creative activity in the love they bear for one another in love that spills out into God's world. Three years ago, I traveled to Ecuador with missionaries from several other churches around this diocese, some of whom have been in relationship with folks in the Diocese of Littoral, Ecuador, 25 years or so. Part of the trip was setting up a mobile medical clinic at the Diocesan Center in Guayaquil, with the 18 of us from Tennessee, four Guayaquil clergy and staff and Ecuadorian doctors, nurses and dentists. In one day, we saw over 100 people at the clinic. I sat at a station called Oraciones, and pardon my Spanish, Prayers, with an Ecuadorian priest named Geronimo, who knows a few words of English, more than I know of Spanish. Four young Ecuadorian men directed traffic gently, and they guided the women and held the elderly by the arm, and they sweetly showed the ones who wanted to pray up to our little seating area beside the altar in the church. Geronimo would ask them for a name and for what they wanted to pray. Most often it seemed they wanted to pray for others. And so many mothers and grandmothers wanted to pray for their sons who were on drugs. I may not have understood their words until Geronimo translated a little for me, but I could see their faces creased with worry and resignation. We would lay our hands on each other's shoulders, and Geronimo always prayed a good long time for them as I anointed their heads with oil, reciting the little blessing I'd memorized. En el nombre del Padre, y del Hijo, y del Espíritu Santo, amen. Over and over that day, I was part of a few moments of community with the barriers of language disappeared as we joined in the love and harmony of our loving, healing God. Creator Father, Redeemer Son, Sustainer Spirit, love and harmony. In today's gospel reading, Jesus says he is sending a spirit that will guide them to guide us too, a spirit that will be the connective tissue for his body in the world, the church. He speaks the language of love about binding up his followers in relationship. Related because God accepts us as we are, not because of what we've done or promised. Accepted because that's who God is, and it's what God does. The Spirit connects us in deep and abiding, committed relationship, the kind in which you lay down your life for your friends. I see the evidence of peace and love here in the fellowship of this church community, You have a rich variety of groups for socializing and studying the Bible and praying together and for serving neighbors in Nashville out of your sense of God's perfect justice. In the beauty of a simple greeting to new faces on a Sunday morning, inviting visitors to have a cup of coffee and some friendly words, you demonstrate God's love and harmony. This is the hope of beloved people, justified people as St. Paul calls us, Reconciled to God through Jesus, created and redeemed and sustained in hope by a loving God. The hope we cling to when the world around us seems to be going up in flames, even when the future actually looks pretty bleak, as it has to me the last couple of weeks. Because here's what Christian hope is. It's the conviction. Grounded in the victory of Jesus' death and resurrection, that our present and our future belong to God. And as a result, all things are possible. Jesus tells all his disciples that we will continue to learn and grow in the knowledge and love of God, and the Holy Spirit will declare to us the things that are to come. That is, the Spirit helps us interpret Jesus' will in the new and changing circumstances of our lives. And this means we continue to be dependent, dependent on each other, dependent on God. A community of peace and harmony that knows it doesn't have all the answers, maybe. That makes space for getting to know one another, for conversation, for sharing our values and our different voices and our different experiences. Real and respectful conversation, valuing difference, being inclusive. These things aren't easy. It's work full of grace. And being a genuine community of love and peace is how we save the world. Trinity Sunday, in all seriousness, lets me remind us that God, the one in three and three in one, is love and harmony. God is essentially relationship. Keep sharing that way. Keep sharing the spirit-filled callings to ministry. Keep looking outward, bearing witness in holy hope, to the peace of God in Christ that responds to the needs of our neighbors, the ones we have in here and the ones we don't even know yet out there. That's the way we become co-creators with God. In love, we might transform suffering, ours and others, into endurance, character, and hope because we have shared and experienced the peace and love of God, Father, Son, and Spirit. Amen.